You're listening to the Outright Proud Podcast. My name is Matua Masachi and I'm the Communications and Media Relations Manager here at Outright. At Outright International, we work together for better LGBTIQ lives. This podcast will advocate, celebrate, amplify and support LGBTQ voices. Award-winning journalist Naziha Saeed is in New York with us for an important event, but we'll focus on her recent article, Sounding the Alarm on Media Freedom in Southwest Asia and North Africa region. Naziha, thank you for your time and welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, Naziha, adversarial relationships between activists and autocratic states have never produced any positive outcomes for either party. Do you think there is room to negotiate recognition of human rights, primarily where gender and sexuality are concerned at this point in the region that we are focusing on today? I think the UPR showed us that there is a space to talk with the totalitarian regimes and to point out some of the violations that have been committed in their countries toward many aspects of human rights and specifically when it comes to gender and sexuality. And the country, of course, has the right also to accept the recommendation or not, but it creates some kind of discussion and it it creates some kind of shedding light on this kind of violations, if, if there is a violation. So when it comes to women, migrant workers and LGBTIQ, and many other, actually, aspects of human rights. But we we saw that there is this kind, like, there is this space that have been created through UN or through one of UN tools, which is the UPR. Inside the countries, I think it's still not possible that a citizen go and ask their own country, their own regime, their own government, to talk or to discuss about gender and sexuality. It's still difficult for women to give their citizenship to their own kids in these countries. This is the level of gender inequality we are living in the MENA region. Only five countries out of 22, the women can pass their nationality to their kids. So we we still have a long way to go. And... I wanted to ask you, uh, because we are focusing on media freedom and human rights, it seems like the two need to exist together. The one cannot exist without the other. And I think it affirms what you just said, that we have a long way to go. So what do you think, how how are we going to go about this, where there aren't human rights and there's no media freedom? How do we even initiate a conversation like this with... uh, uh, regimes that are governed by even re- religious beliefs around human rights, which puts women at the bottom of the food chain even. I would say without freedom of press, nothing of this going to happen because it's a very important pillar of any democratic system. Free press comes as a support, as a fourth pillar of the democratic regime next to executive judicial and legislative pillars of any democratic regimes. So without free media, we can't actually have a real democracy, the real democracy that should provide human rights and support human rights and improve human rights. 
So one of the pillars are not there. So we are not expecting this regime to actually provide or protect the human rights of everybody in this country. While we are talking, the people already went to establish alternative media. Since the regimes are not allowing us to have free media, so there is all kinds of alternative media, thanks to internet, thanks to social media. There is a lot of platforms today that exist that support human rights, that give voice to the voiceless, that discuss subjects that's not allowed, banned, taboo in our societies. Sometimes even the government allows us to talk about this, but we will not talk about it because we are scared of the society. When it comes to religion, to discussing women's rights, to discussing sometimes even political issues, maybe the government will allow us to talk about it, but the society is, or this is what they always tell us, it's not ready to discuss it. Or they are still very conservative to talk about it. But actually, these platforms showed us the opposite. They are talking about it. They are starting a discussion. There is hate speech sometimes. There is like fights over the internet. But why not? This is how we learn. This is how we listen to the other opinions. Because if we just live in a cocoon, listening to the same thing that we think and surround ourselves with the same opinion, which is the same opinion in the press, same opinion at home, same opinion in the mosque or in the church, then we are not open to any kind of discussion or any kind of other idea that made us think it twice about what we already think it is. It is the truth. Well, I'm going to ask you to compartmentalize your final thoughts because this podcast is going to reach somebody who lives in a repressive state. It's going to reach somebody who doesn't agree with your views. And it's going to reach somebody who actually supports what you're saying about the changes that need to be made. So just give your final thoughts based on those people who's, who will be listening to this podcast. I'm talking about somebody who doesn't have agency, somebody who doesn't have, who is invisible and made invisible by the environment. We have very, very brave activists and very brave politicians and very brave human beings who sacrifice or who take the courage to appear on media, to talk to the media, to shed light on some subjects and some issues and some violations that either they are facing or other group of people facing. And the people who have who are vulnerable, who are voiceless, they see themselves in these people because they are talking on their behalf or they are presenting them or they are their icon, their model. And this is where the media actually play. We do not need to listen to everybody, but sometimes a representative from certain society or certain community that could talk on the behalf of of the community or, or, or the society. And maybe one day, because I remember some stories during my career that 
I interviewed some activists or politicians who said 20 years ago or 15 years ago, I saw this person who was idle for me on media talking about the subject. And that's what encouraged me to actually be an activist or be a politician and work on the same thing because it was inspiring. So also media is source of inspiration for some people to continue the fight. Amazing. Award-winning journalist Nazia Said, thank you so much for your insights and your time here on our podcast. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. And remember that our strengths and values make us different. And at Outright International, these are built on our purpose and course. So together for better LGBTIQ lives, Outright. Until next time, I'm Matua Masachi. Goodbye.